Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'll be Keith Wilson today. Will you? Yeah. <laughs> can I just say that he's, he's co-host two. I'm co-host one. Just to yes, that, that's, let that's, that's be his, sure of who's going that, up. That's his right. Okay. And that's okay. And I don't care because I'm just in charge. <laughs> so, so you can carry on squabbling. That's <laughs> It's fine. Oh, I was telling our guest that we're all professionals here, so we she's are. got nothing to worry about. So uh, I hope she really <laughs> I, believes I, I think, me. I think, I think she got the idea, didn't she, when I forgot to play the record and then I put I us really on the air early. <laughs> <laughs> mean, meanwhile, we're all chatting. Our guest is sat in the corner. She is. Fanning oh herself. With really <laughs> <laughs> something. I'm, uh, I'm going to introduce Claire because uh, she's going to be dipping in, I think, sooner than, uh, than normally. Our guest today is Claire Hearn of um, Vintage Hen House and she's also Mrs T I am hello hello and I'm going to tell you uh, later why I invited uh, Claire onto the show this this week Um, but first of all we'll have it says here on my little sheet that we have to have today's funny stuff and lots of talking Yes, well, I, I don't even know why I bother putting that on the list, actually, because when you're in a room, there's always lots of talking. So, <laughs> do you really need to remind yourself? I, I don't I know. Do, I do. I, and I just want to clarify as well, when, when you say Claire is Mrs. T, it's not like Mr. T, Mrs. T, it's T-A-T. Yes, so, as in it? a cup of tea. Oh, yes, no, it. It, no, in fact, she, she looks nothing like Mr. T. In fact, <laughs> you're not a tribute fact, actor or anything, though. No. In, in oh, fact, no. I'm, I'm, a bit con- I'm a bit concerned. I've actually put my power shoes on today because I thought these too late. In fact, Keith, make a note, will you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Bigger shoes. Yeah, no, not, more not, shoes. not bigger shoes. We need, we need to be more careful about co-hosts and guests, because I'm in blue as well. I'm going to look like a smurf against these two. They look like, they look like models. Well, um, in, in the photos, I'm, I'm a bit concerned. Uh, so I've, I've put my big shoes on, so obviously I can't walk. I'll get a box for you to stand Thank on you. later as well. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Just remember, I want to do the visuals in future on the guests, will you? Yeah, so, I'm going to yeah, yeah. have a particular type I'm going to looking for Laura I'll have to think about you <laughs> you're going to put on a few pounds I just, I just had an idea actually oh dear um, you know about sort of trying to get a bit of height I wonder if alpaca poo which you can get a few doors down if you were to stand in it would it add some inches to your height I thought you were going to suggest that I piled it up <laughs> You might be able to grow in right. it. I Hang don't on. know. What are you suggesting? I stand on alpaca, on alpaca poo, or that alpaca poo has some sort of mysterious power for growing you once you're postmenopausal. Well, I don't know, but it's, it seems like it sounds like it ought to be a magical. I want to see this. I'm, 
I think we should get I, some now. I'll tell you what, Dumpling, if I'm stood on the alpaca poo, you're going to be on the alpaca poo as well, okay? I'm normally in the poo anyway. <laughs> exactly. None of us are going to be in alpaca poo. That sort of thing's not necessary. Some very good things come in very, very small packages, and I'm one of them. <laughs> Um, what, what are we talking about today? I don't know. Let's have a, What have we been up to? Anybody done anything interesting? I, I, I organised a, a really great networking event that took place on Tuesday with my Eden Valley Chamber of Commerce hat on. So, um, and we were outdoors in this um, on a farm by a pond, um, drinking wine, beers, and um, doing some great networking. So it, it's it's quite odd. I don't know if anybody's noticed out here. You have to go onto the website and have a look at Laura's picture. It always seems to involve some sort of drink. Yeah, I noticed this as well. What's wrong with that? <laughs> yeah, but well, oh, I suppose nothing really. I, no, I, I don't know. Is it any it's worse? Like a than, trademark. Is, is it any worse than me doing it and not actually ever being? I never appear. I'm, it's like the royal family. I never appear with a bottle in my hand. No, I, <laughs> I always have, have a glass, you know. But it's um, well, when, my, when I first met my husband and he did some research and um, you know he was sort of told that I'm quite often with a wine glass of, in hand, so uh, he thought I'd be perfect for him. <laughs> yes, I, I had a bit of a sloshy night last night actually. Oh, I heard about that. Yes, I, I didn't drink as much as everybody seems to think I did. You but could have I, drunk more, is that what you're saying? I, you can always drink more. <laughs> I, remember, I walked back to the car, it was a very, it was a very pleasant evening down in Whitstable, um, because, and in fact I'm going to, I'm going to mention Charlie now, um, my friend and business colleague Charlie Vanega Garrett um, was running, uh, she had a, a private showing of her art exhibition, which is going to be going on for the next few days, actually at the Horsebridge Art Centre down in Whitstable. I'm not going to give you directions on how to get there. It's a very, it's very well known. It's a very well known art gallery. Um, it's opposite, strangely enough, ZZ's. That's convenient. It is because <laughs> they serve sort of wine and things like garlic bread and stuff there. Very good. It, yes, very handy. And then you can just stumble down the steps and into the art gallery. But anyway, um, Charlie is a glass artist and her business name is Robin Knoll, Glass Creations. And she had a collection of glass that was on exhibition last night and also going over the weekend, which is dedicated to her mum, who died suddenly a few months ago. So it's a really good exhibition. Go down. Charlie's going to be there. She's a lovely lady. She's really bubbly and bouncy. And she does some fantastic stuff and she takes commissions as well. Um, so she could do something really bespoke for you. So do go and say hi to her. Say I sent you. She'll, uh, she'll know. That sounds great. So, yeah, that's what I was doing last night. So wine bar, wine, in there, bucket of pims. What more could you Down onto for? the beach. Yeah, fish and chips, bit of beer. Not me, the other half. <laughs> um, more wine, back home, more wine, actually. So that was that. Now, where were we? We were... Um... You were drinking again, weren't you, at the Eden Bridge... Well, that that was on Tuesday. We had a networking, but last night actually, I was sitting um, outside the leisure centre. Our local town band, the Edenbridge Town Band, were doing their their summer open air concert. So we we had an array of glasses on our picnic blanket and um, some bottles to fill the glasses, and it was a very pleasant evening. Sounds lovely. Yes, and then a quick walk home, and that was it. You know, so uh, I love I love our I'm, town. I'm in fact, Claire's from Edenbridge. I am. I know, and it, and and in fact, yes, I've had a little bit of ribbing, haven't I? For some yeah. reason, you seem to think that because you both come from Edenbridge over there, we're taking over. Yes, that, well, not much. No, oh well, you'd have to go some, wouldn't you? <laughs> <But>, uh, <laughs> 
the who fighting bird. Yes, yes I, I have, haven't I? It's no match. I don't want you. To, Keith's not here because I needed help with you two. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you now. It's all. It's all good. Keith, wait. my first whistle. Gladiators, <laughs> <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> That's more nerdy stuff from you, isn't it? It's 90s, Gladiator. It's nerdy. Yeah, I guess it is, yeah. It is. It's going to be. If there's anything to do with me. Yeah, Lord of the Rings takes on... Yeah, what what were the Gladiators? Oh, no, I don't want to know. Forget it. I don't know why I asked that question. We've only got an hour. Scrub it. (laughs) Um, Keith, what have you been up to this week? I had a day off yesterday, which was quite nice. Ended up at Howlett's Animal Park with the family. So that was quite nice. I felt a bit twitchy. I had no phone signal there, so I kept looking at my phone. Thinking I'd miss calls and so I was all right. An entire, na- yeah. an entire day being Billy No Mate, so nobody had rung you anyway. No, yeah. apart from Mark. <laughs> so, so all. Of- <laughs> So, so I should point out Mark Mark Jennings, my my business partner and partner and Google expert. Uh, he rang you. Yes. Yes. Okay. For no reason, I guess. No, I was, no. Chat. I was, yeah. Probably. Yeah. So, so really, your importance is just a figment of your own imagination. I think it is for everyone, dear. Yes. I think. <laughs> I think, like, what, what for everybody, your importance is a figment of our imagination. So, look, my teeth are going now. Uh, so, basically, we're all business people. Did we do any? Did we do anything with any clients or anything over the week at all? I mean, we've all we've all well, had a just... good drink up. We've all been to the we've all been to the zoo. Have we done any work at all? I've, I've been doing lots of designing work actually. So, because I think last time I was on the show, I'd been doing loads of copywriting, um, and now it's I'm sort of seem to be having a week of design, designing posters, newsletters, and things like that. So, um, and I quite like that. And actually, to have a glass of wine whilst you're designing makes you very creative. But I wouldn't do that if I'm writing. No, it makes me slump over the paper. No, I get, I get very good, actually. Do you? Yes. <laughs> this isn't... Is this a good thing? I'm not sure. So you were designing for clients? I was designing for clients, yes. So, um, and it's uh, and I'll be doing more of that, actually, when I get home. So uh, today, home, okay. home office, office, home. When you work from home, you don't know where the boundary is mm. quite often. No, no, there isn't one. That's why I've got an office. I, I, I do envy you, actually, yeah. with that. Yeah. Well, I, was the door. I was in that the other day yeah. and I was the only one there. Yeah, but it's, the trouble is it's full of people. <laughs> and I bet they're listening now. It's full of mad, noisy people. So you have to go home to actually I do, get some I actually have to go home done. to do because well, they don't do anything. There's Mark, him over there, Keith, there's Stevie, Roger's down there today. There's my PA and our marketing assistant, Carly. Nothing gets done. You're still at the Innovation Centre? We are, yeah. I think that's such a... I wish more towns would have a centre like that. It's very just, good. Yeah, that's why I'm still at home, really. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> Keith, has you done any work today? I any not work? today. No, no. <laughs> so this isn't... <laughs> this isn't yes, constructive? <clears throat> no, we've um, started working on a new site for the thepottedgarden.co.uk. All right. And it's going to be uh, it's a garden nursery. They've got about 6,000 plants and products, and we're putting together a new WordPress site for them to allow people to sort of inquire about them and uh, see nice little pictures of uh, sort of plants budding and everything else. So that started last week, and we're at the design stage. We're doing a fresh design from scratch, all WordPress thing, or literally from the ground up. So, yes, I have been doing a little bit of work. Lovely. I've been doing something similar, actually. I'm working with a few clients at the moment... um doing their websites got a lovely website um for an artist coming out probably in about two to three weeks and a few other bits and pieces going on and in fact i'm going to be offering a special um i've got a special offer for anybody who's listening i've started up a new thing called websites with personality isn't that naff 
I think it's quite good. It was actually something that was suggested to me when somebody had had a look at my websites and gone, oh, they're different. Um, so, websites with personality. And I'm only going to be able to do five of these a month um, because they're quite intensive and they require quite a lot of my sort of marketing input and time. Um, but I've got a listener offer, which is we will include Google authorship and set up or link it to your Google Plus account. If you haven't got a Google Plus account, we'll actually set that up. And we're going to put Google authorship on there so that you're ready really to be linking up with Google with everything that you're publishing. And we're going to add that on. We're going to include that as a little bonus. For I think you. That, that's fantastic. It I is. Not enough people realise the, you know, the benefits of Google and Google Plus and how, yeah. you know, Google places and, and how important it is to tie everything mm. in together. They just think, oh, it's, it's just another thing. But, but also certainly the Google authorship. Tell me a bit more about that. I'm not so... It basically connects your website with Google. So it, pu- it, it, it connects what you publish... Personally 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 so it's it's sort of your goo it's saying to google this article or this this post has been published by this particular person i'm using my hands here to try and explain it and of course that doesn't work because nobody can actually see that i can probably just hear your paper flapping yeah Yeah, so so basically it means that if you go onto the search engine if you go into google and type something in sometimes you'll see somebody's little avatar their little picture turn up that's because they have linked what they're publishing from their website to Google Plus using Google authorship. You really need to speak to the Google geek about yes. this because he could probably explain it in a much better way. No, He's probably doing it now on Twitter to us. It's like this. Yeah, you're no, but, it wrong. Yeah, but, but basic, basically that's it. So if you're planning on turning up in the search engines and actually being recognisable when you get there, because there's some sort of ridiculous statistic about how many more people will click through where there's a little picture showing oh, against yeah. it um so, so that's it really okay. that's, that's yeah. great so um if you want to get that special offer if you go to the website uh, we have a, a new website which is the women in business radio show.com bit of a mouthful but it sort of does what it uh, does says what it says tin. on the tin the women in business radio show.com um, and there will be there isn't now but there will be this afternoon special offers for listeners and you can uh, you can get it through there and we're also going to be having some special offers from our co-hosts as well Exactly. It's just yes. I didn't mention it until this morning. Well, not not even this morning. About five minutes before I came into the studio, I think. Well, how much time do you need? Well, I, I'm going to make it a very good one. Oh, so I need for time. goodness sake! Okay, look, we better look, we better stop waffling. Um, anybody else got anything else to say before I introduce our guest properly and go over to the first dismal song? I think you should <laughs> introduce her because she's going to wonder why we invited her in. I mean, we give her a chance to speak. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our guest today is Claire Hearn of Vintage Hen House and Mrs T. Hello, Claire. Hello, Sean. Um, now, I'm going to tell you why I've invited Claire onto the show. Um, it's because the topic today is leaving your career to start a business, and that is something that Claire has very, very recently done. But it's not just that. It's just when I met Claire, you, she hadn't she hadn't actually made that decision. I think that's fair to say. You hadn't made the decision when I met you. Had I was at my career crossroads. Yes, so she it. was at, at the crossroads. She hadn't actually handed in her notice and made that decision to go. But her branding was so strong. So what she'd already put out there, what she'd already put together for herself, was it really blew me away, to be honest. I know businesses that have been going and trading. I could be one of them, actually, that's been going and trading for quite some years. I still don't know, um, you know, really have that sort of theme and pulled together and that really strong message and branding going out there. But Claire did. Before 
I started running my two businesses full-time, I was a police officer, and I was a police officer for six years, and I joined it fully expecting it to be my career for life, as most people do, and it was whilst being a police officer, there were loads of changes at work, and it kind of changed my perception of what I was doing, and I decided I wanted a bit more control over what I was doing, so I decided to run my own business. And it didn't start off as smoothly as I perhaps thought it might. I launched a wedding planning business with the Edenbridge Startup Programme. And, you know, I went to town, I bought business cards, I bought letterheads. I thought, this is it, I'm going to have the phone ringing non-stop, I'm going to have loads of website inquiries. And then there was nothing. And I thought, oh gosh, this wasn't what I was expecting to happen. And so instead of giving it up, I remember thinking, oh, I want to start catering for other things. So I thought, I'm going to go into events. But obviously, because I'd already produced all my branding for the wedding planning side of things, I had to scrap all of that and completely start again. So that was the first lesson that I learned, really, is not to spend lots of money Mm. on unnecessary bits so early on. And then I went into the event side of things, and then that was how I discovered the Vintage Hen House. It was being run by a lady called Abby, who lived up north, but she had to wind it down due to family commitments, and she was willing to pass it on to somebody suitable. So I got in touch thinking, oh, it'll be a great addition to my event planning services. And the rest is history, really. I took it over December 2012, spent three months relaunching it, getting it to how I wanted it to be, putting my stamp on it, and I relaunched it March 2013. So that was the Vintage Hen House. And with that, I plan vintage-inspired hen parties across the UK. So not your normal L-plate field do, things like victory rolls, Charleston dance classes, (laughs) all of that sort of thing, which is so glamorous and so stylish. And that's been going really well. We've also got an online hen shop, which sells handmade hen party accessories. I work with a fabulous crafter called Katrina on that, and she designs them exclusively for us. So that whole concept is going really well, and um, I'm really pleased, really. And then sort of February of this year, I took over Mrs. T. I'd been thinking for a little while, I like the vintage scene. I've been thinking, oh, I'd love to do a tea room. And then a friend of mine actually got in touch and said, did you know Mrs. T is up for sale? The owner's relocating. And Mrs. T is like a mobile tea room concept. And I was like, oh, do you know what? I really wanted like a bricks and mortar tea room. But actually, the more I thought about it, a mobile concept was a good way to start. And so, again, I got in touch, liked what I saw, and took that over. And so it got to the point where I've got these two businesses, both going really well, and I sort of kind of had to make a decision, really. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Which was not the easiest of things. I think I spent a good couple of months really thinking, oh, my gosh, what am I doing? I was literally doing shift work, working full-time, replying back to emails at, like, 2, 3 in the morning, trying to catch up on myself and I was like oh I can't do this forever so I went part-time latter part of last year and for a while I was still able to manage everything but then it was sort of March this year when I met you Sean at the Kent Women in Business Awards we sat at the same table and I remember mentioning to you at that point about this career crossroads that I was on and I didn't have a clue what to do and I, I seem to remember you saying something like if not now then when And those words resonated with me. And when I was on holiday a couple of months later in America and I was like doing emails every day, I couldn't switch off. And I remember thinking, do you know what? I really do have to make this decision. And my husband, who has been the most supportive person, I know he's listening, so I've got to say nice things. But he um, basically said, you've got to do it. And he's normally so cautious that for him to turn around and say that to me, I was like, do you know what? I think you're right. I need to leave. It's a big step. Mm. The most scary and most exciting decision I think I've ever, ever made. But I don't regret it. So I'm very pleased that I've done it. 
I know it. It's it's not an easy decision, is mm-hmm. it? No. And and everybody here today, at some point, we have had full time jobs or careers. I spent twenty odd years in local government before I I call it leapt or escaped, whichever one you want to look at. Laura, you were... I was, um, yeah, I, I worked in marketing for big corporate firms for about 12 years and um, and it was only when I moved to Edenbridge I decided I'd, I'd start a magazine and um, so I left it. But I, I had the opposite from Claire. Everyone told me I was mad, all of my friends, um, my, my partner at the time. So I, I had to really dig deep and uh, keep myself belief that I could do it in order to, you know... You booted your partner out though, didn't you? I mean, it... Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> Swap that one. That's it. If it's negative, yeah. get rid of it. You know, <laughs> surround yourself with positive things. So, uh, but yes, you know, but it is hard when people are, are against mm. you. Um, but you know, you've really, you've really got to believe in yourself, and you can do anything. It's quite amazing, really. Keith, what, what were you up to? Well, I mean, I like, was... you don't do a lot now. I can't imagine you did a lot then. Yes. No, um, no, I was working for companies doing website design and marketing for them. In fact, I've been up as far as IT manager for companies, and I just wanted to have. I've always wanted to do my own business and I kind of, it just kind of happened really. I had a couple of companies contact me about doing their website design for them. And I think you're saying about Leet, I got made redundant twice in the same year. And I was like, right, I'm fed up with it. The universe is telling you something, isn't it? Basically, I was like, I want to know when I'm going to lose my job. So I'd rather be in charge of the company that's doing it. So, But do you know, it's really funny you say that because I think that everybody's business journeys, everybody's mm. led to it a different way. Yeah. Mm. I don't think, I mean, everyone's got a story behind how they've started. And I think, you know, obviously yours was because of that. Mm. Mine was because I wanted a bit more control because of what was going on in my job. So it, it is funny. Everyone's got a different yeah. story that leads them to where they are today. Totally. Yeah. And I'm glad I've done it. I think I think my the lesson that I learned and the big piece of advice that I would give to somebody who was thinking about it is to put a plan in place, a bit like you did, Claire. Mm-hmm. You know, get a plan in place. What I did was not the best way to do it. I, I thought about it and thought about it and thought about it and did nothing, and then reached the point where I was going to go mad if I if I didn't go, mm-hmm. and so I just handed in my notice. And that was it. Um, a bit worse because I persuaded my husband to do the same thing. <laughs> Live life on the edge, eh? Yeah, sort sort of, sort of. Not that sensible. Um, But, you know, had had I have put in a bit of forethought beforehand and actually I suppose have the courage to say, actually, I am going to leave this. I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm going to plan what I'm going to do and and look forward and put some steps in place. I think my journey would have been an awful lot easier than just to reach crunch point and go. That's it. I mean, I, I invested in one of those magazine systems so that it helped me develop mm. my plan. But I never had any aspirations to be self-employed. It was only just waking up one morning that I decided I, I would do it. So um, so I was really <laughs> planning everything so that my last day of work, you know, I knew I was jumping straight into the new business. And I was just so excited by that time as well. So... Yeah, now that sounds like a much... Um, I'd, I'd recommend what you two have done rather than what I did. What I did was that, not negative, but it was about not facing up, really, I'm going to be honest, about not facing up. I should never, ever be employed. I'm not employable. You're a fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants type I, of girl, I sort of am. I'm, I, but I'm not employable. I don't take direction well. I um, Does it, not play well with others. Does, I, do, I, do not, <laughs> I, do not, I do not play well with others. I don't like being told what to do. And that is not somebody who should really be employed. And I should have accepted that quite some time before and said, mm-hmm. actually, I need the control here and done something about it rather than waited until I was nearly hysterical. But it's better late than never. Mm-hmm. I suppose so, yes, I suppose so. But generally not the way to do it. 
it. So if you're feeling yeah. a bit uppity, you know, I think do what Claire's done. She say, I, I need something else to so start putting it in place. And, I think it's good to did. do it while, like I said, I had my bit, I was still a police officer. Yeah. Yeah. It was a declared business interest. They knew about it. You can do things like that with certain jobs. And I think it was definitely a good thing because I got to run the vintage house for a year, saw how it were operated, saw the times when it's busy and when it's not. And, it, it, you definitely, I think, should do something like that as opposed to um, just leaving. Although, do you know what? I say that sometimes it is, it's all a risk. It doesn't matter. You could have a plan in place and you leave and it all goes wrong. Like, I think it's a risk whether you have a plan in place or you don't. But I think it's more sensible to have a bit of history behind you so you can see how your business is working. Well, I mean, that's sort of what happened to me. I don't often talk about sort of my my journey from business, but you can have all the plans in the world. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we we didn't have any particular plans, but if even if we had have done, it would have all gone down down the pan because um, I I handed in my notice. Mark handed in his notice on the first of August. There we were. We were out of our jobs and running our business. And on the seventeenth of August, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so the best the best laid plans in the wouldn't have made any difference the the message is though that we are all still here mm-hmm. we're all still in business we all still you know we, we got through it and you you adapt and you move forward and you know so if you are going to do this you do have to be you can have a plan in place that's fantastic but be oh, flexible but but you, you just you just have to accept that you know it, it's a bit like this show this show is not scripted we have a vague outline, don't we, about what we're going to talk about. If it was scripted and there's something happened, somebody fell off the chair or some, you know, something went wrong, we wouldn't know what to do, would we? No, it wouldn't. We'd, no. we'd be sat here and be going, oh, well, you know, what page are we on now? But it's not <laughs> scripted. So if something does happen, we can adapt. Um, and I think that's the message, really, when, when you're setting up your business, is have a plan in place, but be ready, because mm. sometimes life chucks stuff at you. I liken it to being like being on a roller coaster I think being self-employed is very much being like on a roller coaster you'll have your ups you have your downs you have the times when you've got to change and adapt like certainly I had that experience but I think you just have to go with it you have to you can't go in with a fixed mind you have to go Mm. in and ready to to change what's needed really to get to where you need to be yeah no absolutely I think that's that's excellent advice I mean one of the things I the lesson I learned from what happened to me and I know now why it was a good thing and sometimes people think that sounds a bit odd when I say no this was a good thing but it was a good thing because if it hadn't have happened we would have recreated our jobs in our business Oh, right. We would have recreated the ties and the, um, the... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The, the obligations, if you like. We would have created a business that was, if you like, self-employed. When you're self-employed, you're just employing yourself, mm-hmm. aren't you? It's not a business. No. Um, a business for, for me is where you can step away from it and it will still run and you have to dip in every now and then but your bum does not have to be on the seat 24-7 no. in order to earn money and that is what we would have created and because of that we couldn't have our bums on, on the seats 24-7 it made us stop it made us go good heavens you know what are we actually doing here and we had to do it in a different way so yes, yes. And I think as well, there's also the the other way how a lot of people start up businesses are, are those 
that have been made redundant and can't back into work. So they mm-hmm. then look at, you know, well, what did they do and, and moving on from there. And I think because they've they've not had, I speak to people so often, but they've not really had any, any planning about it, but mm. they've just thought, right, okay, I can, I, this is my trade or whatever, and I'm, I'm going to start a business. But, but they, they, they do flounder, and, and it's great that there is so much opportunity out there, but um, they really sort of feel that they're so pushed into it, and it, um, it does sort of scare them a bit. Well, I mean, that's part of being in business. You know, as Claire's just said, there's ups and there's downs and and it can be scary. I like to think of it as an adventure. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes I I, I change my language. Um, well, sometimes it's clean. It's not often. <laughs> I have so much trouble on here. Thank you for mentioning that. I do. I do for, for such a potty mouth. I do. I do very well on here. I think I've not said anything like that once so far. So you don't suddenly start going into French or anything like that. No, no, okay. no, 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 not not often. Um, it's not business language, is it? We're no. Not going to talk about brown synergy here. <laughs> no. We're going to run that up the no, flagpole. No, 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 no. Get lost in the long grass. No, none of that. None of that nonsense. But I. I, I do change my my language so if if I am starting to feel a bit scared or a bit nervous um I, you know I say right well okay um what would Richard Branson say he wouldn't say I'm cacking myself would he he'd say well you know this is an adventure mm-hmm. um and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a lot more fun as well to view it as at that way yeah. you, know, as yes. an adventure. you know the way I look at it is we're always going to be okay Yes. You know, we're always going to be okay. We're always going to have food. To, we're always going to be able to feed ourselves. We're always going to have, you know, enough wine to put in the glass. Um, even even if we're living in a different place and doing different stuff, we're going to be all right. You know, it. it's just mm-hmm. a different sort of all right. And sometimes that sort of change can be quite good. Anyway, that's enough for Philosopher Murphy. <laughs> um, there were a couple of, uh, just a couple of tips um, and resources I just want to pull out from what Claire was, was saying there. First off, you were saying, you know, you went out, you spent quite a lot of money getting things printed, mm-hmm. done, yeah. logos sorted and everything, you know, mm-hmm. sort of spick and span. Um, we were chatting before the show and we all of us use Moo.com. Yes. Um, where you can go and get some really, I think, little classy, really classy cards, really, you know, nice designs. If you haven't got your own, you can upload your own. Nice designs. You can get sort of 50 cards for about £10. And the website's so user-friendly. It is. Yeah, it and, is. And, and and so if you do, and we all do what Claire's done. She's she's not alone. You, you get all of this stuff done. You think, actually, that's not where I'm going at all. Yeah. Um, and then have to go and do it all again. Moo.com lets you sort of make those mistakes, but still look classy. Mm-hmm. Still look classy in the meantime well <laughs> well like a classy mistake yes it is but you know you want you know you especially when you've got branding um like mrs t and vintage hen house and also my branding you know i don't want to look like i've i'm sort of being dragged up it needs to uh, you know as far as i'm concerned it needs to have an air of quality about it and for you laura as well keith i'm not sure about you <laughs> not but, many people are yeah but <laughs> But you, you need it to look sort of relatively start, smart. And I think also have a nice feel about stuff as yes, well. Yes. And that's what Moo will do. Um, I'm going to have a resource section on the Women in Business Radio Show dot com website i'm going to see if i can mention that a few more times um <laughs> the, the, the women in radio the women in business radio show it's a bit of a mouthful isn't it um if you're unsure about it if you just go to channelradio.co.uk there will be a link through from there as well um but we're going to stick these resources up on there um the other thing is a book called the e-myth revisited by michael gerber mm. 
which is really good for people who are sort of setting up as entrepreneurs or setting up um, as self-employed. But how you juggle all of that, sort of now you've got to do the admin, the marketing, yes. the accounts and run the business and do everything else. Claire, you, you've experienced that. Yeah, I totally have. You go, you're one person that does many things and I think it can be really difficult and especially when it comes to marketing, I had no experience at all in this field and I was like, oh gosh, what do I do? And social media was something that I definitely got on well with, Twitter, Facebook. And again, they take practice. I had no social media accounts at all before I had started my business. So it was all brand new and now I'm a little bit hooked. But they're really good. And, you know, I've got bookings. I've had opportunities that have come from having those accounts. So it's about having an open mind as to how you can get your business out there as well. And then also just realising that you've got a lot to do and it is on you. But it's just how you manage your time and, and resources, really, to make it happen. But one good place that I use often is the Female Entrepreneur Association. They're a Facebook page, but you can also see them online. And they have loads of really good tips and resources to assist you if you're starting your business mm-hmm. as well. And it's international, so it basically um, isn't just confined to the UK. But they're a brilliant resource. And especially if you're having a bit of a down day, because you're not always going to have good days in business. It can be really isolating if you work for yourself and you haven't got a team of people. And I think just little quotes they'll post, um, Wednesday inspiration they'll post, and it will just give you a bit of a pick-me-up. Okay, super. What we're going to do, we've actually run out of questions, so we've been through them all. So I'm going to go over... <laughs> Temp Network have hundreds of vacancies across West Kent. We offer ongoing work, weekly pay and a variety of shift patterns to suit your needs. Visit us at www.tempnetwork.co.uk or call Tunbridge Wells 531 7 Let's work it to the bone, bone, bone. Come on, work. Okay, here we are. We're back. Now, before we go any further, what I'm going to do is get everybody to um, give us their contact details, especially our, our special guest today, Claire. Otherwise, what will happen, you know, those of you who listen know that we'll get to about 5 to 12. It'll be this huge, great big rush, and then we're off the air. Um, <laughs> so, Claire, how can people get... Why do people need to get in contact with you? Just give us a, a brief overview of what you offer, both as Vintage Hen House and Mrs T, and then how they can get in contact with you. Yeah, Vintage Hen House is for those people planning a hen party that don't want L plates, don't want the usual tack that's associated with it, or for gorgeous, classy hen accessories. You can contact me, vintagehenhouse.co.uk, or on Twitter, my handle's at Vintage Hen House. And then Mrs T... I plan vintage-inspired tea parties for occasions such as birthdays, again, hen parties, baby showers, that sort of thing. And I also go to events. I've got quite a few coming up over the summer in Kent, um, Surrey and Sussex. So if you'd like me to come along with my pop-up tea room there, then do get in touch. Again, this one's a bit more of a mouthful. It's Mrs T's Vintage Tea Rooms.co.uk. Or if you prefer on Twitter, it's at Vintage Mrs T. When you say it's a pop-up, can you just describe... So, so if I booked you, what mm-hmm. would arrive? I'd arrive. No, <laughs> <laughs> no um, basically we have everything that's needed for a tea room apart from tables and chairs. So we have like an urn, we have all our vintage china, we have the linen, we have flowers, we have music, we've got a gramophone. Um, we have everything apart from tables and chairs. So when we go to festivals and events, we tend to utilise their hall space or... 
um, we haven't yet done any outside. We've got a couple of festivals over the summer, but we've got indoor space at those. So they just provide tables and chairs and we do everything else. Because for a brief moment, I had a vision of a camper van. Oh, don't. I'd love but, to do something like that. But yeah, no, that's not us. So it's the full experience. It's not just you, you turning up with, with like a tea truck. Yes, um, no. And, and but you know people can buy stuff it's the sit down the full it's the full experience i love nothing more than a cup of tea cake but all homemade it's that full vintage experience it's not just me turning up and giving you a bit of cake lovely okay so we've got all of your contact details what do you do laura i know you do something to do with marketing i don't do you? yes i go by the name of laura burton lawrence marketing in fact just to keep it simple god no it's triple barreled <laughs> Is this, to do, is this because you come from Edenbridge? I think, I think it is, yes. Yes, yeah, so you're going to add any more on there? No. So they're going to be like a football team no. soon, isn't and it? No, I don't want to have an extra long business card either. You know, I want standard business cards. My name is not growing anymore. <laughs> That's one thing um, I did. And in fact, I've done it again now with the women in business radio show dot com, was that you can't actually fit it on the card. <laughs> Do, do a turnover sign, yes. Oh, you have to have it so small <laughs> that people have to waggle their glasses up and down no and move it backwards. I'm doing it again <laughs> with the hands. So move it backwards, and, move it backwards and forwards. But, uh, but yes, yeah, so no, I um I, I help local businesses with their marketing. My motto is I keep marketing simple. Um, I think that for the types of clients that I have, I have sort of tradespeople. I have um one of my big clients um holiday company but um it's, it's it can be very simple and sometimes when you're dealing with your clients they like it simple so we come up with them um, i help businesses come up with their marketing plans i help them implement the marketing plans um i review website content um and, and sort of manage social media as well so um so that's my my line of work um my twitter handle is um l burton lawrence and uh you can also find me um i've got the website which is Oh, what is it? It's uh, it's Burton-Lawrence.co.uk. So that's got some examples of work I do and and more details to contact me. And I'm also on um, um, Facebook and Google Plus as well. Okay, Keith. (laughs) You can find me at GiraffeDog.com and my Twitter handle's GiraffeDog. Funny enough, no one had taken that, which is quite shocking. It's it, it, how strange. And, but do you know what's annoying? Somebody's got the YouTube one, so I've had to go for Giraffe Dog TV on there. So, but there we go. Never mind. Why Giraffe Dog? I still don't get it. Um, oh, you had to ask, didn't you? <laughs> in five words. In five words, bringing two things together. So it's merging sort of Sunny's problems and Sunny's solutions, or connecting systems that wouldn't work together, okay. connected together. Hence the logo of a dog's body and a giraffe's neck. Don't try and kid us that there is actually some intelligent thought behind it. I'm not just looks, you know. I'm not just eye candy. I'm going to try and pull this together. Oh dear. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Let's talk about opportunities because I think one of the things that you did, Claire, was that you made sure that you 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 spotted an opportunity and took action, but you also created your own opportunities, didn't you? I did. Uh, obviously, me coming to run these two businesses was from taking an opportunity, seeing something and not thinking, oh, do you know what? I can't do that or they'll never choose me, but actually putting myself forward. And that's how I got to run the Vintage Hen House and Mrs. T. So, from there, also, I was a bit cheeky and I nominated myself for the Kent Women in Business Awards. OK, I'm going to stop you there because that, <laughs> that is not cheeky. OK, one of, one of the things that it took me quite a long time to, to realise is that you can sit around for ages waiting for people to nominate you for awards. But in actual fact, the majority of people actually nominate themselves. 
Mm, I guess so. I mean, I guess I had this perception. I'd never, ever put myself forward for an award before. But I had this perception that people would be getting independent, like, you know, third-party nominations. But I thought, oh, do you know what? I'm just going to tell them all about me. So I just submitted my nomination form through and then I was chuffed to bits to find out I was a finalist for Home-Based Businesswoman of the Year. And then at the award ceremony, I came runner-up, which was phenomenal because the amazing businesses that were present and the amount of talent in that room and there was me in my victory rolls and lace dress going up to get my (laughs) runners-up prize. It was just amazing. It was a lovely evening. But aside from that, I think... It being in business, you have to take every opportunity that comes your way. You have to be open and willing to to do things that might be out of your comfort zone. I recently done a talk a couple of months ago at a ladies' business lunch in Edenbridge. And I am not a great public speaker. I get nervous. I get butterflies. But I thought, I'm just going to do it. And I felt fine, actually, leading up to it. I was quite honoured to have been asked to come along and talk about my business journey and where I was today. And... I turned up and I felt fine and then I started talking and the butterflies kicked in. But do you know what? I'd done it and I'm very pleased that I did because I met some great people there and potential future contacts as well. So I think it is one of those things, facing up to your fears, taking opportunities yeah, and that really. And it, it's amazing the, the way that one thing leads on to another. I mean, I, I remember sort of two, two years or so ago standing up at my first um, breakfast networking event and doing 60 seconds and feeling positively sick. <laughs> I really, I, no, nobody knew. Nobody, nobody knew that I was that nervous, but feeling really, really, truly awful and getting through it. Um, and if you'd have asked me then... You know, are, are you really, you know, you're going to be running a radio show, you're going to be on there and, and chatting away and you're going to do it every week and you're not going to have any script at all. I wouldn't, I just wouldn't have believed them. I couldn't, it, it wasn't even within my, my vision at the time. But you just um, got to keep at it. You've got to keep putting yourself outside of your comfort zone and then you eventually you will get the hang of it, you know. You never get rid of the butterflies, I don't yeah, think. But I, um, well, you mustn't you, let it stop you. But some of the butterflies go because now, um, you know... So, so from that sort of 60 seconds, um, much the same as with, with you, Claire, you know, standing up and doing that, you know, do, doing that 60 seconds or standing up and doing that talk, a little way down the road, that just becomes, that's nothing. You don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. You just get up and you do it. So you move on. Every step you take mm-hmm. takes you further and further. Um, you know, so coming to do the radio show is a bit, oh, my goodness me. Now I love it. I don't even think about it. I come down here. So it's about moving on to the next thing. I agree. And you put all of that behind you, that becomes your everyday stuff almost, doesn't it? That you just do it in your stride. I, I remember it took me about three months to get ready for my first training presentation. Oh, to get Yeah, to get, to get ready for it. And now I do it the night before. <laughs> in fact, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I do it the morning before. But that's just what happens. Because you, you know it, you know yeah. your subject, yeah, and we all know you, our you own just, businesses. You just, you just pull it together, and you know, you, don't, you, you know exactly what you're doing, and you know that you can wing it, you get that confidence that you don't have to have everything laid out in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so take those opportunities. Um, what else did you have happen to you? Anything interesting? Have you got any interesting stories, any, any interesting clients, anything you've learned along the way? I've obviously dealt with a lot of lovely hen party groups. I've learned that it's not just the brides or the bridesmaids that will plan their hen party. Often the bride-to-be can plan their own as well. I've met some lovely people doing my vintage tea party events. Um, But I, I think, for me, the main part of my journey is I never really used to be into the whole vintage scene. I used to... um 
to sort of see people with their victory rolls or, or going into like vintage dress shops. I never used to be into it, but since I've started the Vintage Hen House, that is, I've really become absorbed into that. So I've met some really interesting people. Um, I've been to some very amazing places. And I think it's just, I'm on a completely different path now to what I was on six years ago in, in every single respect, not just my career. So I've probably, that's my biggest journey really I guess so because you really do look the part I mean I oh. realise it's radio now and people can't see clear <laughs> thank god I'm um, but... <laughs> I, I was going to say the same thing I can't I, I thought you'd always been no. sort of this kind of style because you you just it, it's so natural for oh, you thank you no I haven't and that's the thing I think I've just discovered myself a bit later on mm. but it, it, it's what I am now it's what I enjoy doing it's what my businesses are about and I think having that niche as well and having that that's all I do I don't try and please everyone because I'm not going to no you can't can you so I think that has helped me as well because I've got to focus on what I'm doing yeah and um I think do, do you feel there's a pressure on you personally to be looking good a lot of the time um, because it's what people expect don't they you know if, if I was booking you for a hen party I yes. would expect you to be looking good but also, I mean, what about wandering around the the high street? Because I get caught like this. <laughs> and I've, been, I've got a pair of tracksuit bottoms where you know there's there's like a like well the seam at the bottom isn't isn't as attractive as it should be. <laughs> and every now and then I'll go schlepping off <laughs> down into the village. I'm horrified. I've <laughs> worn them in the office. I've seen them. Uh, have I? <laughs> <laughs> and you think you can get away with this and you can you can almost guarantee that you're going to see somebody and they'll wave at you or they'll say oh Sean hello do you do you feel that sort of pressure yes I do because I think certainly the hen groups that book me the people that book me for their tea party events or festivals they have a vision in their head of how they expect me to look and and I get that because I think I'm representing my business. So when I'm walking down the street, when I'm going to these events, I am my own shop window, if you like. So I have to look good for that reason. And also because I like to anyway. But I have been known to like do the school run with no makeup on and then just quickly run home, like real quick, to put my face on. The worst one, you probably won't do this, but Laura and I, we probably would. Keith, you probably will do Skypes and webinars as well. But well, the shirt that's the worst if I'm doing a webinar and I'm, I'm sort of doing it from home and I'm propped up in bed and I've got a dressing gown on and I've sort of forgotten and I just sort of start <laughs> off on Skype and you know there's no face on there's nothing and uh, <laughs> it's not uh, it's not a good look and, and it's what people are expecting isn't it well that's it as long as you don't stand up you know <laughs> I think you can almost get away with it but I think everyone does it but they won't admit to it so I've I think got it's a funny safe. story about this actually I probably shouldn't mention this on there before we moved to Gillingham we sat at a friend's house how, rude, how rude is this it's no it's fairly clean but anyway obviously you're running a business from home I've got the phone set up at home and it's been a really busy day it got to about three in the afternoon I thought I can't be taking any more calls now so I'm just going to jump in the shower jumped and like turned the shower on stripped off Phone went, so I'm standing naked at my mate's house on the phone in business mode talking to one of my clients, and he just came standing upstairs. And then I'm just standing in the spare room, starfish, apart from this phone in my hand. So he's got loads of photos. Now, every time I ring him, the picture of me standing naked. 
Yes. A picture how, how often do you ring him? Uh, well, not anymore now. <laughs> <laughs> I ring from a withheld number. <laughs> you, you chat for at least two or three hours every <laughs> evening. <laughs> but it's, it's just me standing there like this. <laughs> yes. It's another vision I'm going to have quite some time. <laughs> Shuffle clearing out my head. Thanks for that, That's Keith. Right. Thank, it can't thanks. be unseen. Thanks, uh, thanks so much. Right, before we, we waffle on, for we haven't got a lot longer. What I want to do, I just want to get some top tips from people. So, Claire, um, what is your top tip for business? I think if you've got a viable business idea and the passion to succeed, you shouldn't let anybody stop you from it. You've got to have that drive within you through good times and through bad to stick with it and also adapt that's my biggest thing that's what I've done and that's kind of how I am today you've got to adapt and you've got to stick with it Laura I think it's um set yourself targets and and um you know make sure that you you reach those and try having somebody who can keep you accountable for that as well because it is isolating when you're on your own and you think well okay I've I've not done this action but not to worry but so you need perhaps something additional to help you drive yourself to to get those things done that are really going to help your business okay Keith if you've got a business that you can start running part-time and build up clientele before doing the, the final handover it won't seem as much of a jump and that's kind of what I did yeah, no, good good tip. My tip um, is really just clarifying what we were talking about before, which is sort of expect the unexpected. So have, have a plan in place, have an idea of where you're going, have some targets set out, but just be ready for it not to go as you're, you're planned. If you're ready for that, it won't be too much of a jolt if it does all go what I'll call horribly wrong. Um, and remember that you will come out the other end of it. Absolutely. So, Claire, is there something that you now know that you wished you'd have known before you actually made that leap? I wished I hadn't taken as long to make that decision. I think it was a load of um umming and ah ahhing and questioning myself and obviously getting quite stressed about it as well. And I think if I'd have just gone with it, it would have just made the whole process a lot easier. I think you know within yourself when the time is right. There never is a right time to be fair, but I think you know within yourself when you have to be brave and make that leap. And I wish I hadn't spent so long faffing about it, really. Um, a well-known online marketer and a friend of mine called Tracy Repchuk, um, who speaks a lot about women in business and online marketing, she describes it as having um, as, as holding on to two um, trapezes. Tram, tra- no, not trapezes. 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 That's it. Trapezes, where you've got one arm on one and you've got one arm on the other. And mm-hmm. I'm doing the visuals again here. Of course, <laughs> nobody can see that, but it's explaining it very well. So you've got one arm on one tram. tram- tramp piece thing and the other arm on the other tramp piece thing and it's about when you actually just let go of one and finally swing off into your business and and being able to to let go of that yeah i agree i think there's only so long you can spread yourself thinly you you have to make a decision at some point because it something's going to suffer otherwise you've got to make that choice okay what do you know now laura that you wish you'd have known well, I, I, I'm, it reminds me of um, I'm reading that book uh, Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins and it is all that going is about fantastic, I love it's that book. great I've read it before but I wanted just to, to have some more inspiration but um, about making those quick decisions it's those more successful people yeah. are able to have that ability so go with your gut trust it and just get on with it yeah make that de- make that decision fast because you can make a decision in an instant you can make a decision in two seconds 
that's it and then you've got all that yeah. time to actually action it mm-hmm. you know, yeah. rather than thinking about it for four yeah. hours so. and, it, and, in, and in fact I'm not sure if it's in that book but it's in, it's in one of them uh, it's, it's somewhere where you know all you actually have to do is make a decision even if it's the wrong decision at least you'll be taking action and moving forward that's not it. taking any decision at all and staying in no man's land has no forward momentum about it exactly so if you make the decision even if it's wrong you can switch and change mm-hmm. and get back on, onto a track but you're going forwards and the more decisions you make, the better you get at making them and, and you know... Yeah. Like that, yeah. You have to train yourself to make decisions. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a muscle. It is. Keith, talking about muscle. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say outsource the jobs you hate. Enjoy the bit you're doing, because that's why you did it and that's why you started the business. So build that into your business plan and your finances, basically. Yeah. Um, good places to get outsourcers, Fiverr.com, Fiverr. Elance. I'll tell you what, if you ask me nicely, I'll put all of that lot on the website as well. So it'll be resources there. Okay, should we say goodbye, everybody? We've got a little bit longer, but it's very hot in here and I'm worn out. <laughs> it's got nothing, it's got nothing to do with... We didn't get a chance to talk about your confession this week, did we? Oh, yes. About, yeah, the, your embarrassing confession from this week. Maybe we can mention my, that next week. My confession? Yes. Oh, that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> It's not that embarrassing, but I did feel a little bit silly. You'll have to wait for that one, folks. It'll <laughs> that one is going to be. Laura, you're looking confused. I was going to say we're going to be posting a picture on the website, uh, Women in Business Radio, for a caption competition. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> right. I really do think it's time to go. And the song that's coming on now has got absolutely Please nothing me. to do. <laughs> Yes, yes. You see, the one thing you're 